This podcast is for the woman who thinks she cannot change, the one who feels lost and can't seem to find her way, or longs to walk confidently and find the grace to finally forgive herself. If you've tried it all, given up a thousand times, or wrestle with what you've done and who you've become, you're in the right place. If you've ever searched, how can I ever forgive myself on the internet? Take a listen to The Grace Frontier. As one who's walked this path before, I love to connect with women to inspire them to walk in wholeness and live in victory. Hi, I'm Amy Elaine Martinez, and you're listening to The Grace Frontier Podcast. I'm a self-proclaimed grace slinger and victory girl, and I'll be your truth-telling trail guide on these episodes, helping you to sift through the lies and teaching you how to journey with Jesus, travel light as you unpack the baggage of your past hurt, shame, and regret, identify your pioneer spirit and defining moments that mark you for eternity, and learn to forge your way to newfound freedom, a deeper faith, and self-forgiveness. Each week, you'll hear how you can make lasting change in your life. In these short episodes, we'll talk about enjoying the wildlife, finding the wonder, and most importantly, finding your way through to the other side of your desert wilderness seasons. Girl, you're not lost because X marks your spot. Grace paves the way and victory is your destiny. It's time to get out of your comfort zone and on to the Grace Frontier. Hey friends, welcome to the Grace Frontier. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez, and as always, I'm so glad you're here today. Last week, we talked about being a go-getter and defending your destiny. Instead of staying stuck, we can be girls who step out of our comfort zones and face our foe without any fear. Now that we've talked about stepping out and we've gotten a glimpse of how to be a go-getter, we can move on just a little bit more today. So today, we'll pick up our conversation where we left off last week to help us get a better understanding of how to get to the good stuff by learning how to sift through to the God stuff. The second step in the sift method is all about knowing your identity. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, I hope you didn't miss the series of posts I did recently called Defined by God. If you don't already, follow me there for daily inspiration. Some of the extra good stuff that I can't fit into these episodes always ends up in my feed. So connect with me on Instagram or Facebook and send me a message to let me know that you're listening in. Each week on The Grace Frontier, my aim is to leave you with a grace marker and a defining moment to help you make lasting change in your life and show you just how far you've come while reminding you where you're headed. The defining moments are just that, moments that define us. Because if we're listening to the wrong voice, we're not going to understand our worth, our identity, or our purpose in the kingdom. God defines us, commissions us, and while he's not a pusher, like I said last week, he does nudge us along to find our destiny and walk in it because he's created each one of us with a unique and specific purpose and plan in mind. Listen, right about now, you might be hearing a faint voice whispering in the back of your mind saying, that's got to be a mistake. God can't use me or I'm not ready, or I'm not like so-and-so. 
or she's so much more. Stop it. Stop that right now. That's not the voice of God. Sweet girl, you are not here by mistake. Not in the world by mistake. Not in this moment in history by mistake. Not here with me on the grace frontier by mistake. God doesn't make mistakes. He is the creator who creates beautiful things and people. You are his darling. And contrary to popular belief, God's not mad at you. And he is 100% still speaking to everyday people like you and me. When we confess our sins and respond to God's gift of grace over our lives, making him Lord, he is faithful to lead, guide, and direct our lives, just like my daddy always prays. Yes, God is more than willing to sit with you while you take your sweet time to get to know him better, and he will spend all the time you need telling you who you are in Christ. He has a destination in mind for you, and he is 100% committed to getting you there. Remember that quote from episode six? If not, go back and listen to that episode again. Our key verse this week is John 8, in the ESV. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Last week, I said this. Often, the voice of the enemy sounds a whole lot like our own negative self-talk. We are often our own worst critic, which leads to self-sabotage, self-defeat, and self-fulfilling prophecies that lead us in the wrong direction. Found this quote this week, and I love it, from Lisa Turkhurst, who says, Don't give up, my friend. Where you see an end, God is just detouring you toward the right direction. The voice of the enemy is misleading. It tricks us because his half-truths sound a lot like God's truth, but they aren't. They are counterfeit, and the enemy's voice trips us up because it makes things appear like a dead end when really we just can't see the big picture that God longs to show us. What the enemy wants us to see is a counterfeit. What he says to us is a forgery. The enemy of our souls is a liar. John 8, tells us he is the father of lies. Every word out of his mouth is designed to ultimately steal our joy, kill our dreams, and destroy our testimonies. Everything he does is a counterfeit of the goodness of God. That's why developing discernment is vital in defending our destiny. We must know God's voice because the enemy will stop at nothing to keep us from becoming a go-getter because he wants to convince us to stay a quitter, stopping short of God's best for us. Which brings us to this week's discussion. Today, we're going to confront some of the common counterfeits of the enemy. What does counterfeit mean anyway? One definition I found says a counterfeit is a fraudulent imitation of something else, a forgery. And when it's used as an adjective like a counterfeit dollar, it means made an exact imitation of something valuable or important with the intention to deceive or defraud. 
two words popped out for me, imitation and intention. We fall prey to the enemy's schemes because they look like something we think we need or want. The enemy imitates God using shiny things that often look or sound too good to be true, but they end up being the things that trip us up and keep us stuck. His intentions are never good and always point us in the wrong direction or make us see things from a perspective of fear or lack, leaving us scared to move forward or making us feel like God's holding out on us and holding something back from us. The counterfeit ways of the enemy come full force against the goodness of God. Usually, he points us away from God or tells us we aren't worthy of what God has for us. So we settle for something less than. We must forge our way through the forgery of the enemy to find the freedom that God's word gives us from the flat-out lies, half-truths, and misguided information being flung our way on the daily. It's exhausting, I know, but we must not grow weary because God's word says, Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. The reward is that if we keep pressing on towards our freedom, we will get there if we don't give up. And the good news is this. In truth, the enemy isn't very sneaky or creative. He's been trying the same old tricks throughout history. So we can take a look at those moments in scripture and not make the same mistakes again. May we always be teachable and always be learning from those who came before us. There's no need to repeat what clearly didn't go well the first time. That's the beauty of God's word, the Bible. It's not a book of do's and don'ts, but of honest stories where people fell short and God filled in the gap with grace. That's why we're going to keep looking at the stories of these amazing sister friends I've been introducing you to from the Bible, because their stories help us to see the grace that God gives us and hopefully avoid the muck. My hope and aim of the Grace Frontier and all of my writing and speaking is this, that if I can help one girl avoid the pitfalls that I wallowed in for far too long, then all of this has been worth it. If I can see one woman's life changed by helping her know that change is possible, then my coming forward and telling my story was worth it. Remember, it's not perfection that God is after. He's looking for a willing heart. Eve, Hagar, Lot's daughters, Rebecca, their stories are just the beginning of what redemption looks like, what freedom feels like. I can't wait to share with you the things that I've been studying and learning about as I'm preparing for our weekly chats here on the podcast. The thing all these women and the ones who came after them have in common was their formidable foe. But as we've seen in their lives, he is a defeated foe. For victory is our destiny, friends. It was theirs and it's ours. Over time, we become wiser to the enemy's ways, and eventually we know his M.O. Counterfeit is the enemy's mode of operation. He can't do or be or have what God can and is and owns. So he makes stuff up. Exact 
replicas that look like what God has for us, but in reality, they're a facade, make-believe, or in pretense to be that which it's not. The enemy is pretentious, presenting himself and what he has to offer as something good, but it's definitely not something godly. The enemy's attempts at making things appear advantageous for us are the access points that come against the authority we've been given in Christ. Let me repeat that, and then we will break it down. The enemy's attempts at making things appear advantageous are the access points that come against our authority in Christ. Let's dive into the common counterfeits. I've identified for us today. We're going to quickly look at comparison, caring too much for others' opinions, a critical spirit, and control issues. Do y'all have any of those problems? Because I do. If you don't, you have my permission, not that you need it, to push the stop button right now and quit listening. But if you're like me, I still get tripped up from time to time. And just like when you stub your toe on something, you're usually more mad about it than really hurt. Well, that's how I feel when the enemy trips me up. I can't stand it and try my best to not let it happen. But we all stumble, and the beautiful thing is that there's grace for that. You know, the enemy's just annoying. But I do hope today's talk gives you some ways to combat the chaos by making you more aware of his conniving ways. One of the places that's tripped me up the most has been other people's opinions of me. That mixed with some impatience made me a people pleaser. At times, I still find myself listening more to what they say than to what God says about me. People can be an access point where the enemy wreaks havoc in our lives. Our past plays a huge role in how we identify ourselves, and what we have or don't have, our possessions, are a place where the enemy gets access to our hearts and minds, making us compare ourselves to others, which Andy Stanley calls compare I sin, because when we are comparing, we are belittling the work God is doing in and through us, and lastly, Our plans, our dreams, our want-tos, Satan loves to get us to doubt God in those areas the most. For today's conversation, to make things easier, I divided our topics of comparison, caring too much for others' opinions, a critical spirit, and control issues into a few categories that I think will help us to see what he's up to. When we think about what trips us up or keeps us stuck, it usually involves one or all of these. Each of these topics includes four P words that I came up with, and here they are. Our people, our past, our possessions, and our plans. People, what they think and what they say about us, our relationships. There is so much that I could say here, but I'm going to be brief. What I want to say is that people suck, but that's not true. Sometimes it feels that way. But while there are mean people out there, the enemy would have us believe that no one is trustworthy. No one will stay. Everybody lies and everybody leaves. That isn't the truth. 
So what the enemy does is make us think too much about what others say or think about us. He uses human relationships to put a bad taste in our mouth or a bitterness in our hearts about God, love, marriage, sex, friendship, work, ministry, business, church. Every area of our lives is a target. What we need to do is fall and pray instead of falling prey to relational trauma and drama. Moving on to our past, what we've done or who we've become, our reputation versus our redemption. People can't believe we've changed or we can't let ourselves off the hook. We've been labeled or Other people have put labels on us and we can't let it go. Our past trips us up in many different ways. We can feel unworthy or we can be eaten up with a longing to return to the things we've been delivered from. And on the flip side, we believe the lies of the enemy and get stuck in old patterns of thinking, not relying on the redemption that's taken place in our lives. The enemy keeps us looking back instead of looking forward to the new thing God's doing in our lives, to the newness of life that we've been given. Our possessions, what we have or what we don't. This is really about our comfort versus our reality. Either we make too much of them or think too little about what we have We're in a constant struggle of wanting more and thinking we've been given too little. They sound the same, but they're really not. We might have the means to get the more we think we need, or we may demean the goodness of the giver. But it all boils down to our comfort. We want to be on easy street. When it's the trials of life that actually build our character, And make us look more like Jesus and depend on him all the more. Finally, our plans. Where we're headed and what we're pursuing. Our dreams. We want our way. Often the way we think it should be or ought to be isn't our reality. We get tripped up by success or failure equally. We can get stuck in our obstinance or give up because God's timing doesn't match our timetable. We don't get to choose God's timing. This is a major area of control issues among so many others. We get sidetracked here because we compare our dreams to someone else's success without realizing the years they've put in or the pain they've endured to get where they are today. There is always a cost to achieving a dream. In the end, we may care too much about others' opinions in any of these areas when only God's opinion really matters. And yes, we are our own worst critics. A critical spirit can emerge in any of these scenarios and circumstances where the enemy uses his counterfeiting ways to keep us backed into a corner or cowering in fear and shame. That is why it's vitally important to know who we are and whose we are because of Christ. He can help us overcome our bent towards comparison, caring too much for others' opinions, a critical spirit, and our control issues. 
Y'all, we are out of time for today, but we will be talking more about our identity in Christ, how to know who we are so that we can take hold of the inheritance we've been given to walk in wholeness and live in victory, our our God-given rights. We are blood-bought, redeemed, worthy, beloved, chosen, empowered by the Holy Spirit women who have everything we need living inside of us to be victorious, to face our fears, to learn how to hear the voice of God, and to combat the lies of the enemy. So yes, we will be talking more about this in the episodes to come. Today, I'll leave you with this. As scripture says, we are being killed all day long because of you. We are thought of as sheep to be slaughtered. The one who loves us gives us an overwhelming victory in all these difficulties. I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, which Christ Jesus, our Lord, shows us. We can't be separated by death or life, by angels or rulers, by anything in the present or anything in the future, by forces or powers in the world above or in the world below, or by anything else in creation. That's Romans 8, 36 through 39 in the God's Word translation. Our defining moment is when we begin to believe who God says we are in Him and confront our foe like we know it. And our grace marker is that though we will encounter the father of lies in our everyday lives, we've been given the spirit of truth to combat every counterfeit conniving scheme and come out as more than a conqueror. Until next time, happy trails, sweet friend. Thanks for hanging out with me on the Grace Frontier today. What did you think of that episode, friend? I pray it met you exactly where you needed it to. If you'd like to come and spend some time with me online, you can find the links in the show notes to do just that. My handle on Instagram and Facebook is at Amy Elaine Writes. Or you can check out my website at amyelaine.com. Before you go, could you take a second to see if God would have you pass this episode on to a loved one or a friend? Take a pause and see if he places a face or a name on your heart. If someone comes to mind, text or DM them a link to this episode so that they can learn and grow and find freedom and healing through the words God gave me for this particular episode. And if today's message from the Grace Frontier touched you, it would be the nicest gift ever if you could take a moment to write a heartfelt review on Apple or wherever you listen to the podcast. It helps to encourage others to check out this show for themselves. Until next time, remember that the wilderness isn't a wasteland like the enemy wants you to believe, but it's exactly where God wants you to be because X marks the spot where grace finds you and me.